Time Podcast. This is your host, Justin Dora. And for today, I'm going to hit probably a couple different things during this episode. But first off, I wanted to say um, thank you to those who have left a review on iTunes. I just actually, for the first time in a year, saw those this week. And really encouraging for those that have left one. Um, there's not a ton of them, uh, which is not a huge deal, but the ones that are there are very encouraging and helpful. So just want to say I appreciate that. Maybe looking to start some kind of Facebook fan page or something where um, one of the things that would be helpful to help the podcast develop is to get feedback on, hey, what's not making sense, what needs clarification, things like that, and thinking that maybe a Facebook fan page might be the best form for that. So anyway, looking for that in the future. We'll see how that goes. Um, you know, I was thinking this morning about just the the speed and the pace of grace. And the thing that was coming to my mind is, you know, a lot of times when people first start hearing of a message of grace, the good news of what Jesus accomplished on our behalf for us, as us, in us, through us, whatever other way you want to describe it, um, people get a little nervous and they get nervous because they think, okay, people are going to get lazy now. Uh, they're going to think there's nothing to do. Uh, I can just kick back and relax. And <laughs> to a degree, it's true. <laughs> uh, there is nothing to do to get more from God or to get, um, to get God to be pleased with you. But here's the reality. The more that sinks in, that you're okay, that you're full of life, you're full of peace, you're full of joy, you're full of the fruit of the Spirit, the nature of God, the character of God, the person of God, because of what God accomplished, what begins to happen is now the things that you used to look at as a have to in the Christian life actually become a want to. They actually become just a simple desire to live something out um, because because that is the nature of God. He is other-giving and if, if, if his nature has overtaken your nature, God's not lazy, so you're not either. And so the pace of grace or the, the, the speed of it, it may be slow. And slow could be a few months to a few years. Um, because the truth is, even though, even though, we are made, created in Christ Jesus for good works. There are seasons, depending on how performance-oriented we've been, there are seasons where God brings us to a place of, uh, you don't need to do anything right now. You need to learn that you're okay just being a human. And that sounds very basic, but honestly, so so often it's so easy to tie what we do to to who we are or to tie what we do to to our place of value. And there are seasons where God makes you lie down in green pastures because you won't do it. And he makes you do it. And he lets everything else run its course where there's no fruit on it so that you can learn to be, you can learn to sit, you can learn to be at rest. But the reality is that you don't stay there. Now, again, it's going to be different for every person. Every Everybody's journey is different. But, but my experience has been you don't stay there because God 
will begin to awaken desires in you you didn't even know you had. And here's the good news. Even though it may look like someone's being slow or going backwards even for a season, wow, they're not doing anything, or wow, their character's really going going down the tubes, um, the good news is, is an authentic work of grace the the level of depth and thoroughness when the actions of of a, being a follower of Jesus begin to reemerge i'm telling you they're real they're genuine and they're not going anywhere they're here to stay and that's the real long lasting effect of grace is you will serve you will love you will give and it won't be because you're trying to get something it won't be because you're trying to prove something, it will be out of a, a true overflow of the life of God in you, and you want to give it away. And you know, there's that old progression that we've probably all heard, uh, desire leads to discipline, leads to delight. Um, you know, this morning I was thinking about that, because for years I thought, I don't like that phrase at all. And for the most part, I don't know that I still... I think I still don't really enjoy that phrase, but I will say this. I think what I had clarity on this morning is what makes that phrase so misrepresented or misunderstood is oftentimes what we do is we say, if I'll discipline myself, then I'll have a desire to do those right things, and that will eventually lead to delight. We actually don't begin with desire. We begin with discipline. Actually, I would even go beyond that. We don't begin with discipline. We begin with have to, shoulds. That's what it's supposed to be like. We we begin with guilt leads to discipline, leads to hopefully desire and delight. But the real essence of that phrase, if you really allow grace to have its, and, and when I say grace, I'm not talking about an aspect of God. I'm talking about God Himself. That is a He is a free gift, a relationship that is doesn't cost you anything, but cost him everything. So it may be free, but it ain't cheap, if you know what I'm saying. Let me, let me, uh, let me find the train that I just, train of thought that I just lost uh, in trying to explain uh, grace is not an it, but a person. Um, oh, so if you really allow the, the grace of God, the person of God, to do what he, what he desires to do, true desire isn't should, have to, if you don't, God's upset. True desire is joyful. It's, it's fulfilling. It's wonderful. It's awe-inspiring. Therefore, discipline is merely a way to direct your desires because delight is governing the entire process. In fact, maybe a better way to say that is delight will lead to desire and will express itself through discipline or direction. Um, and, and, and discipline isn't self-will, grit your teeth to do stuff you don't want to do. It is intentional focus to bear fruit in places that if you're if you're unfocused, you, you'll put too little energy and too, too many things. You know, this is why when you're growing a strawberry patch, uh, this is why you need to prune the runners. Because if you don't prune the runners, then what happens is the energy that the plant is generating and producing will go into starting new runners instead of bearing the fruit of a strawberry. So you trim that thing back not to, not to discipline it because it's not 
doing what it's supposed to do, but to focus it so that it bears the fruit of what it's made to do. And it's the same with us. God brings us through seasons where he will, he disciplines us. It's not a place of rejection or a place of harshness. It's a place to focus or to trim back what is actually harming the whole of you. You know, if there's disease in a plant, you want to address the disease so it doesn't kill the whole thing. I think you get the illustration. So, so one thought that I've been having re- recently is just to summarize this and put a bow on it and move on to the next thing is the pace of grace or the speed of grace. While it can look like you're going backwards for a season or it can look like you're doing nothing for a season. Number one, sometimes doing nothing is doing something. You know, when a, when a, when a, when a woman is bearing, is, um, is carrying a child, at times it doesn't look like she's doing a whole lot on the outside, but internally her body is producing another human life. In the same way, sometimes the incorruptible seed, Christ in you, the hope of glory, sometimes he is undoing all the things you built your whole life around in your own effort and own strength, and that undoing won't allow you to do anything for a season. But eventually, the life of Christ will mature and grow. And guess what? Now, by his delight and desire, discipline will flow out that actually directs itself. It's called self-control to serve, love, and give to other people in the world that God has placed you in. That's good news. Okay, here's my big aha out of Ephesians 1 that I wanted to share Uh, Verse 13 out of Ephesians 1 says this, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit. Okay, here's where I really want to focus. Verse 14, Who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory? Okay, here was my big aha. I used to always read this through the lens of you receive a deposit of the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, that's not what it says. And, and, and the way I always heard it was you get a deposit of the Holy Spirit. He seals the work of Christ, but there's this filling in the whole, there's this filling of the Holy Spirit. So there's this second work of the Holy Spirit. The problem is that's not what the scripture says. Now, obviously, uh, uh, I believe it's Galatians 5. No, it's Ephesians 5. It talks about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Where is this? My goodness. Ephesians 5. I'm kind of remembering. It's verse 18. Yeah, do not be drunk on wine, which leads to dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay, so hear me out here. So what the scripture actually says here in Ephesians 1, verse 14, describing the Holy Spirit, it says he is the deposit. (laughs) The fullness of the Holy Spirit, all that he is, is the deposit guaranteeing your inheritance. Okay, so 
everything that the Scripture talks about in the, that, that's included in the Holy Spirit, that'd be the relationship between the Father and the Son, that because it's in the Spirit, that'd be the gifts of the Spirit, the power of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, uh, revelation. Uh, he is the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. It's the sevenfold spirits in the book of Isaiah. Uh, spirit of might, spirit of counsel, spirit of wisdom. There's four other ones I can't remember off the top of my head. That fullness of the Holy Spirit is the deposit. All of it is the deposit. So the, 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 the infilling of the Holy Spirit is being made aware or coming into a revelation of all of that fullness that you possess. And yes, it can look like a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth gift, but it's the same gift that keeps on giving, if you know what I'm saying. This deposit isn't something that you're gonna, you have to get through positioning yourself and praying some magic words. This deposit is a gift given in the Son by his death, burial, and resurrection. This is why Colossians 2 says, The fullness of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Spirit, it says, uh, The fullness of the Godhead dwells in bodily form in Christ, and you have been given Fullness. Fullness is a gift that you've already been given in Christ. So this deposit, this gift of the Holy Spirit, it, it's he comes in fullness. He doesn't come in part. He doesn't come in part. He comes in person. He comes the full meal deal. And so the thing I started to realize is he's, he's the deposit guaranteeing the inheritance. Well, the only thing that you don't, that you're, that you don't, uh, I don't even know if the right language is to say you don't possess, but maybe maybe a better way to say it is, it's things we've never thought about that are those future things to come into our experience. Anything you've ever thought about in God, revealed in the scriptures, is yours right now. Now the big, the big um, frustration that people respond to when you say stuff like that is they 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 immediately put that against their experience and they immediately put that against their emotion, and what I'm and and understandably, even though I would believe based on what the Bible says that I have the fullness of the Godhead, I have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I can't say that every experience that even the Bible points to is an experience I've had, but I'm not letting my experience dictate truth. I'm letting the Scriptures dictate truth. Therefore, even though I haven't felt it to the degree that maybe I've thought about or I've experienced to the degree I've, I've thought about or read about, either in the Bible or in other people's books or heard other people talk about, I believe by the grace of God that deposit is the fullness of the Holy Spirit and it's presently mine. Therefore, how do I walk in more of it? As I learn to rest and trust in the grace of God, then by his grace, I'm able to take risk in life. And there's delight that's governing that. There's desire that's governing that risk. Therefore, I'm able to discipline or direct or be self-controlled in the way I live among the people that God has placed me in. Hopefully, that makes sense. Anyway, to summarize this episode of the podcast, episode 41, as I'm looking at my screen right now, number one, 
the speed or the pace of grace sometimes looks like you're going backwards or sometimes look like you're doing nothing. But the authentic grace of God always, and I mean this, will always lead you. It may take a year. It may take 10 years. I don't know. I don't really care. It may take more time than you planned, but it will always lead to a place of other-focused love, joy, fruit of the Spirit, life of the Spirit, power of the Spirit, others, an others-focused life where you're giving and serving others and bringing them into an awareness of the grace of God, the person of Jesus, the power of the Spirit, and the, the love of the Father. Point two, this deposit is not a deposit of the Holy Spirit. The deposit is the Holy Spirit. That in and of itself is a game changer. Hopefully this has been encouraging. I'm going to pray for us and we're going to shut this thing down. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence and your power that is alive within each one of us. Your word says that Jesus is both the power of God and the wisdom of God. Father, we thank you that you have made us complete and whole in Christ, and it's based on his work and not our own, that our entire relationship with the Godhead is founded upon. Also, Lord, we thank you that the the Holy Spirit in and of himself is the deposit. We don't just get a part of him. So God, would you unpack and reveal and guide us in to the fullness of that truth by experience, not just knowledge, that we would begin to see the manifestations of the Spirit of God in our lives in a normative way that people's lives are impacted. We experience that that heaviness of your presence that's life-giving and refreshing and, and empowering. And we would see the kingdom of God expand in and through our relationships in this season of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom Podcast. If you liked what you heard, leave us a review on iTunes, and iTunes will suggest this podcast to others. Thanks, everyone, and take care. Mm-hmm.